Welcome to the Fire and Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Sorrow. I believe in taking massive, inspired action from an awakened soul. This show is a weekly dose of spiritual principles, personal development, and success strategies for creating an epically aligned life. Here's to your wildest dreams coming true with less hustle, grit and grind, more flow, ease, and grace. I'm the founder of the Live Video Mastery Academy, a TV host, speaker, best-selling author, and proud fur mama, and I'll be sharing real talks with successful entrepreneurs, thought leaders, best-selling authors, spiritual luminaries, and high-performance experts in this unfiltered, transformational, and soul-centered podcast. Things are about to get real. Are you ready? Let's get started. Well, hey there, and Welcome back to the Fire and Soul Podcast. It is never lost on me that you take the time to tune in and to share when you really get value or to let me know by sharing in Instagram stories or sending emails, some of you DMs on the gram, which I always, always love. And today I wanted to give a special spotlight for a beautiful review that was left recently on Apple Podcasts. And this comes from Laura D.L., And the subject says divine connections. She also gave it a five star. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, so grateful. Obviously, this podcast is for y'all. Anyway, this is what she says. I first was introduced to Michelle Sorrow when she was a guest on another podcast with Sarah Prout. I immediately started listening to her Fire and Soul podcast and was drawn to her soul. I believe in divine connections and that we are meant to connect with others for a reason, even if we never get to meet them in person. Well, I was blessed that I did get to meet Michelle in person and take part in her live video sales mastery class where I connected with some other beautiful souls and amazing souls. Since going through her class and learning how to speak up about a personal story, God has continued to bless me with some truly beautiful connections and has given me divine guidance on his plan for my life. That review, Laura, touches my heart beyond words. Because the whole purpose of Fire and Soul is to empower y'all to rise up and to be seen and to be heard exactly as you are from an aligned place. And when we reveal something that we were scared to share or that we had never previously ever said out loud and disclosed, it frees us up from all that stored energy to get into more of the flow and the high vibrational frequency for a truly epic life. So for that, I'm celebrating what you shared in your public review. And I do remember what you shared in our live video mastery course. And I am just so honored to connect with you as well. So thank you for that. And by the way, I love these reviews and I'm going to start sharing more and more and more of them at the top of each podcast. So if you haven't subscribed, rated and reviewed uh, this show yet, please head on over to applepodcast.com and I will add that link so it's direct and easy for you right in the show resources on my website at fireandsoulpodcast.com. And if you'd like to leave a review, I would be so deeply grateful for you to take the time to do that. Anyway, I'm excited to hop in to today's episode. Anthony Trucks, I mean, this is a powerhouse of a human being. He is deeply inspirational. He has a transformational story that has had so many layers, so many crossroads where he's had to meet himself on the mat, so to speak, and figure out how to shift into a radical new identity that was also in more alignment with who he was meant to be and what was calling him in to his true destiny. He's a former NFL player turned transformational identity shift coach. 
And he says, you may not understand what that means at the moment, but he assures you that as you continue to get to know him, you'll not only come to comprehend it, you'll also realize what a transformational shift in your life is what's missing to reach your full potential. What I love about this episode is that he takes you through a general overview of the six pillars of how to master a new identity. See, some of us are still playing in the old story, the old paradigm, the old limiting beliefs, the old identity that no longer matches with who we are as we continue to do our self-development, our personal growth, and reach for new heights, right? But sometimes we got to look at these basic pillars that are so profoundly transformational. And today you're going to get a glimpse of that with Anthony Trucks, whom, by the way, is someone that I wanted on the show for probably six months. So I'm so honored that we finally get to bring this mega star, this beautiful heart to the show today. Also, I will put up a link in the show resources because he talks about something called the shift method. It's a brand new program and I don't want to just share about my own programs on this show. I want you to learn from others as well. I mean, you just heard from Laura that she heard about me from Sarah Prout. So many of you launch a podcast because you hear about our program here on this show, which is why we just like to just leave it really open and give you a ton of different resources. So Anthony talks about this brand new program that he's deeply proud of and he's worked on for years called The Shift Method, and we will also add that link in the show resources. One final thing before I wrap up and we get rocking and rolling in this episode is that speaking of programs, many of you have written and asked about our next round of the Podcast Accelerator, the only done-for-you program on the planet where we take you from concept, even if you're not even sure what you would podcast about, to a professionally produced edited podcast by the end of the program where you are up and on all the podcast apps like Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Playlist, you name it. Now we're going to hold our first webinar about this for you to come and learn about the program, hear from some recent graduates and ask any questions that you might have that aren't covered on my website that Jenny and I have for this. Jenny's my producer and my partner in shine in this epic program. But our Our webinar is going to be, in case you want to mark it on your calendar and sign up for our wait list, is September 2nd, 2020 at 5 p.m. Pacific. Now, if you head on over to fireandsoulpodcast.com, you will see a banner at the top of my site that says the Podcast Accelerator wait list is now open. I'm not going to lie. This has got to be for the serious ones. This program always sells out. We have a waiting list, a wait list, but if you get on it now, you'll be the first to choose to opt in or not. And uh, this will be our most epic one yet. We are very, very, very proud of this program. And we have now launched 53 amazing podcasts into the world with this only done for you program in the marketplace. Anyway, my friends, without further ado, please listen to Mr. Anthony Trucks himself and enjoy. So, hey, Anthony, welcome to the show. I'm so honored to have you here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, this is ridiculous, you guys. You have no idea. This is our take three. Like, there was the first time you're going to be on, and my dog, you know, was doing this reverse sneezing, which we didn't know what it was. We thought he was going to die. So then I had to get into the vet. And then your audio wasn't working the second time. But here we are, third time's a charm. Hey, third time's a charm. I have I another podcast have you on. third time's a charm. I don't know what it is with yeah. these nowadays. I tried this one with a guy uh, today. We did a podcast and it was like using some squad thing. It just did not work. So third time was a charm. Same here. 
You're kidding. Well, you know what? It was worth it. Just like all things. You actually posted something recently on Instagram. It might've been yesterday, which is most people say they want success, but few are willing to go through the pain to get there. I'm paraphrasing a bit. And I was like, right. To endure it. And it was like, that's sometimes what this is. It's all about the, uh, especially right now, the pandemic perseverance. Yeah. How are you doing throughout all of this time? Because I know you love to be on yeah. those live stages and change lives in person. And now you got to do it do all it. virtually. If you ask my guy, Pete, it's all stages are the same. It's the stage, you know, it's where are you in a chance in a position to actually meet people's lives. So I'm a stage now. Uh, it's not been much different for me. I just, I redid my, my studio. So I actually spent some time on making sure it's, uh, we'll call it uh, visible. It looks good aesthetically. And then besides that, I just sit here and I, majority of what I teach on stage is something my coach anyway. So I just went and pivoted to where I spend, you know, 90% of my time doing this and I'm not traveling anymore as much. I'm just kind of hanging out and, and teaching, coaching more distance, which has been great because you can reach more lives this way as well. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Were you, are you by any chance a fan or a student of Tony Robbins? I, you know, it's interesting. I'm a fan. I wouldn't say I'm a student. I, he's okay. one of the people who have always heard great things. I, I think I might've yeah. bought the UPW tapes years ago, but didn't dig in. But I'm so, I'm like, I'm like three different people, one degree away from the guy. And he's, I hear How great funny. things and I know his work's awesome. Oh yeah. Okay. So I, I don't know why I assumed and I shouldn't have assumed, which is why I asked. Um, but anyway, like you, I had followed him for like 20, 30 years or whatever. I mean, since I was a kid yeah. and it wasn't until I got into one of his live rooms where I was like, Oh, this is what's going on. I and mean, that was just a couple of years ago, but um, he just did a virtual unleash the power within. And there were 24,000 people. And I was like, yeah. yeah, that's pretty much where we're now headed. Like times are a changing yeah. and mm-hmm. we're not turning back. There will of course be a need, but what's so beautiful about what you just said is like you pivoted right away. Right. You just niche down. You figure out how to serve at this level. It's all the same yeah. platform. Instead of getting caught up in the story of like, uh oh, what do I do? Should I wait? No, you didn't wait. You make shift happen. Make shift happen. It's literally my word. Like my and my world. My world is shifting with shifting time. So I, it's a natural thing that I do as a human. So it's kind of almost a natural marriage that I teach that stuff. But yeah, it's been a very congruent transition for me. It hasn't even been a transition. It's just been doing more of what I was already doing. I'm totally in alignment with you. I want to get into a little bit of your story and why I was so inspired to have you on. And I know everybody is like seeking you on their, their freaking podcast right now. You're just incredible. But I'd also love to know before we go there, what have been some of the gifts in this pandemic for you and your family so far? Uh, you know, just being close. We, oddly, we're already a fairly close family. Like we do a lot of stuff together. Is that odd? And I think, it, well, it's odd in comparison, I believe. You know, I think that's kind of thing is I the way that we operate is not the normal people's operation. And I, I believe people think that we falsify or make things up for social. And it's genuinely just how we operate. So the gifts have been uh, the fact that we have a great realization that we are a solid unit. When you spend mm-hmm. enough time around people, if they bother you or you don't have, you know, good relationships, it will come bubbling to the surface quick. And uh, we've been good. We haven't had any crazy outbreaks. The relationships have been strong, solid. We watch good movies, we hang out, we learn. We just, it's been good. I haven't seen, I don't have anything where I can go like, this was the worst, horrible, it's been bad. Like this has fairly been good for me. I had, you know, reasons to, to anchor down and, you know, put the gym at the house so me and the kids can work out more. My wife, you know, she does her stuff here. I do my work. I've got my studio built out. So work-wise, I'm good. Uh, then I get to, you know, have people come over because I'm not a crazy COVID guy. So, you know, you actually have more access to friends because they're not on those crazy commuting schedules yeah. so we can see more people more often it's odd and you're as, as home. Much as everybody's, i'm home yeah everybody's seeing craziness plane. and i'm i'm not traveling so good man no complaints on it. my end that's so good now how long have you been married and how old are your kids i know you have three 
so we got married in uh, see, 2006 and then we got divorced in like 2012 and we got remarried story. in like 2016. <laughs> so we've been together since 2016-ish again. And uh, yeah. so we're going to like four-ish years here. Kids are 15. We were high school sweethearts. We were the cutest couple in the yearbook. Mm. We have 15 and a half year olds and we have uh, 11 year old twins. They'll be 11 this Friday. Oh, congratulations on a beautiful, bonded, united family and for doing the work that it takes to create that connection oh, that yeah, you now have. Because that's your story, oh, right? It deep. is deep. I remember um, back in the day, or at least I don't remember, but I saw it on your website. It was all around trust your hustle, right? Like it was trust always, your hustle. It was yeah, trust yeah. your hustle. And it's not that anymore. It's, no. it's obviously a change to make shift happen. And shift so much has happened as a result of so many different crossroads that you've been at in life. Yeah. And that's what I wanted to talk to you about today was mm-hmm. how did you find your new identity? Cause you're known as a transformational identity coach, right? Former NFL yeah. player. Like you have this amazing, inspiring story and so many would be defined by some of the setbacks and crossroads is like, ah, poor pitiful me. You used it as your fuel to drive you to a better, more aligned life and a, and a more epic vision. Mm-hmm. So that was a lot, but First one, I just kind of dive into the first shift from trust your hustle to making shift happen. I think that's the quote, right? Well, it's, it's that's actually a tagline. It's the hashtag we use the company, but the company's called Identity Shift. Great, awesome. Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, to so be that's honest, huge. Trust your hustle to different. identity shift. It's a, it's a, it's a different universe. You know, it is, but conceptually, it's actually a very, uh, it's a very similar foundation because the, the mm. root of it all comes from like my personal story and, and who I am as a human. And and I know a plain, lot of people say. Plain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a definition that you'll, I will say you'll define yourself by the moments that happen in life. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a mom, I'm a dad, I'm, you know, a speaker, I'm a coach, the things I do, right? So that's a definition yeah. of who we are. And a lot of the times there's definitions, like I was a foster kid, right? Mm-hmm. And as much as I, I wouldn't say that it defines who I am, it does, right? It literally is like a definition of who I am. However, I don't operate in what the common person would think the negative definition is. So it's been this perspective of kind of trying to beat the odds internally. And so, yeah, the, the pivot for that brand, when I first got uh, into this world, we'll call it through a lot of ups and downs and my own crazy, uh, we'll call it journey to a point of realization. Uh, I was sharing this story and concept called Trust Your Hustle. It happened randomly in a statement. I said, I was like, man, you really got to trust your hustle, which is an inherent internal personal trust that I believe that I'm capable of dang near anything. And I'll trust the fact that if I, if I put my work and effort into it, it'll come to fruition. If not, I keep going and eventually will. It's just the reality of it. And then what happened is I was sitting in a mastermind group uh, with a bunch of, of amazing, incredible souls and hearts that are in this industry. And, and one of the guys challenged me in a way that I didn't expect because I already spent like, you know, a couple of years building this brand. He's like, I don't like the trust or hustle thing. I was like, he's like, what do you mean? You know, like trust hustle thing. He goes, well, everybody hustles. There's this, you know, this bunch of guys that talk about hustle. He says, but at the end of the day, there's different navigational points of your story from, you know, the foster kid giving away, growing up in an all white, poor family, you know, sports, young father, find your dad, lose your mom, divorced, remarried, lose football, like go to football, like, you know, play in the NFL, all these different areas that a lot of people says there's some pivotal moments people never progress past. There's a lot of areas that people like one of the things you've dealt with, people get stuck there their entire life. He yeah. says, how in the world did you end up in this room? He's like, how did you get like, I'm in the room with like, this, this is a guy named Ethan Willis, but I'm with Brendan Burchard and Russell Brunson, Trent Sheldon, Lewis Howes, Dean Graciosa. I mean, just a plethora of different humans in this room. Mm-hmm. Want us to like people like, how did you get here? And one of the conversation points was like, that's just a different, there's a different level of your identity that you've been able to navigate. And so the, it was a weird seed that got planted. And uh, I've always been a guy that does well with, uh, with letting go of the past quick when necessary, if the future looks bright enough. 
So in the moment of like, I was literally in the moment of like letting that settle in. And I didn't jump ship quick, I'll call it. And I don't even think it's a jump Wait, ship. Hold on. I, I want you to hold on for a second. What you just yeah. said, as soon as you said it, there was like an echo effect and it like went to the depths of my soul. Mm. Because I want everybody listening to my show to really hear that. You've always been a guy who is quick to give up something for a brighter future. Oh, yeah. And we get to choose that as quickly as now. All day, yeah. It's right? always a Freedom is one thought away. And, and as soon as you said that, I was like, oh my God, me too. That's why it took me a second to catch up. I was like, me too. And then my whole body was like, yes, this is a way <laughs> in which you've never heard it said before. Because yeah. people are like, oh, you're so fast to throw away that or to let go of that. And I was like, yes, because there's something pulling me forward that's oh, way it's... brighter and more aligned. Thank mm-hmm. you, Anthony. That was like a tweet, tweet, mic drop. Yeah, a little, little like drop. That. And it's funny as yeah. people hear that. And, and I think the only unfortunate part is sometimes people don't see a bright enough future. And, and the right. future is also something that's predicated upon where you see yourself, right? So the trust also, I guess you can say that it did show up in a sense of when I say that I'm, I'm able to see a brighter future, it's because I can see myself identity. It's, it's literally called self-categorization. Mm-hmm. In my work, if you can't self-categorize in that area, you'll never put the time in. I don't care how great your mindset is. If you don't believe in that person, you're just going to hit at this broken wall and get stuck. But for me, I'll let go of this past if I can see myself in some way, shape, or form in that future. Because then I'm like, all right, well, if I want that, the longer I stay attached to this, it's the longer I'm torturing myself for what I can have. And so that's where in, in those moments, I let things hey, kind hold of hold on. You say these standing nuggets. Say that one, one more time. I have no idea what I just said. It just comes out. You of my just face. said the longer that you hold on to that, the more that it reinforces that you won't. <laughs> I mean, okay, the longer well, I have to well, wait. Yeah. Yes, no, the longer the, you have the, to the wait. Live. The longer yes. I hold on to this thing, the longer you I'm. You are downloading I'm goodness right now. Continue on, my friend. Let it flow. It's how I roll. I, I, I don't. I don't prepare for these things. I just get on and start talking. And whatever comes so out, good. comes out. So good. <laughs> You know, so, so I just, I find ways to, uh, to start anchoring myself to a farther future thought. And I'm like, all right, what is, and this thing, I started realizing it's not a matter of what, what is it I got to do to get that next thing or next place. It's like, who do I got to be? Because that's, that's the difference piece. It's like, who does that, who is that person? How do they, how do they think? What are their habits, actions, reactions? What are the drivers? Uh, and when you get a chance to feel like, how does that person operate? Now you can shift into that. And so when this took place, this conversation was more of this, well, I let it settle in. I was like, you know what? I can sit here and try and defend the trust or hustle. And, and I can talk myself easily into doing it. Or I can say, nah, if you set, if you really just unbiased, just sit back and absorb the thought, like entertain the idea without accepting it at first, just entertain the idea. I was like, yeah, that is something that one is always what I call the message and messenger thing. And I learned this from the same guy. He's like, you got to be the message and the messenger. He says, you could be a phenomenal messenger. There are people who can talk and move, move souls and all that kind of stuff, but their message doesn't align with who they are. And it, it yes. just, you lose people. It's actually more common than not. Yeah. So he's like, this is, he says, based on your life, this is your message and you're the messenger. He's like, figure out the stuff. So I went back and here's the crazy part. When I went back and started doing like my research and studying like Marsh and Erickson and Freud and psychology and neuroscience, I was like, wow, when you start going to the root of it, one, not only is it definitive, like identity is this major piece that a lot of scientists are saying, I don't know why people, more people aren't talking about it. Like, this is weird. Like 2018, a whole study came out. They're like, I don't know why no one is listening to this. This is such a huge piece. And two, it was already rooted in the work I was doing. Mm-hmm. Like the, the frameworks, the processes, I've actually carried probably 80% of them from trust or hustle over because that was always rooted in the work that you do to, to create this trust of self, which is mm-hmm. nothing more than like a, a self categorization of that's who I am. So you can't take this from me. I've worked too hard. I've sacrificed too much. I've built this over time to where like, if you're a mom, it's like, you know what? 
like I'm a mom, damn it. Don't you dare tell me I'm not a mom. I put too much time into this, you know, like that's right. I saw, you know, it's a different kind of yeah. sense. And it's it's not the one like you didn't just spit the baby out and like I'm a mom. It's the, mm-hmm. the noses, it's the crying, it's the putting to sleep, it's the it's all those little things to where at some point in time you sit back and like I, I would love for you to challenge me on being a mom, because damn it, that's who I am. And that's the piece it can be for the marriage, for your business, for anything. You just have to create that. Bring it on. Okay. So this is going to be wonderful. It's going to be a mini self-development class. If you are willing to play, I mean, I didn't know where we're going to go in this conversation, but now I'm all, I'm like ready to rock and roll. So for anyone listening who they're at six figures and they want to get to seven, they've been single for 10 years Mm -hmm. and they just can't seem to meet the right guy or woman or whatever, or they can't seem to drop those 25 pounds and now they're even blaming it on COVID, whatever Mm -hmm. it is. What is the beginning of creating that identity that is a brighter, more compelling future? What's the access point to challenging how it's always been, which is your yeah. old chronic identity? As you talk to that, my brain thinks in pictures. It's the football NFL guy in me, and I, I got a lot of pictures I share. Um, but I want to put right. this picture in first because the first thing is you got to understand how we operate as humans. And then two, what we're trying to do to upgrade the operating system. Like a computer, our identity is the the operating software, the programs, our relationship, our health, our wealth. Those are all programs in life. And if this operating system bogs down, we get a spinning wheel of death. So the idea is I got to first see how I'm operating in two. What's the system I want to upgrade to? So first part, think Mm -hmm. of our our brains kind of like these computers. They go through processes, right? It's it's called the self-mastery loop. Picture this circle with seven bubbles in it. You have this identity. And if I ask, what's your identity? Your brain will actually shut down what's called your default mode network, your DMS, and it'll turn on and tell you all the different things that I'm a mom, I'm a dad, I'm a sister, I'm a cousin, I'm a brother, I'm a preacher, I'm a pastor. What are these? You'll say and list off things that you identify as because of what you currently do. And then what happens, that leads you to certain beliefs about the world and about yourself. If you are, if you say, mm-hmm. I am, uh, <laughs> let's be honest, I'm a racist, you know, Republican, like there's certain beliefs you have about the world. You know, if I'm a liberal Asian man, like there's different beliefs you have about, you know, it's just different things. So those beliefs lead you to have conscious thoughts that you have running throughout your day and subconscious as well of what should happen, what shouldn't happen. And you, you think certain ways you'd sell ideas, those ideas, those lead to feelings you have anger, joy, happiness, peace, whatever they read to certain feelings and feelings drive our actions. So mm. people do stuff when they're happy. They do things when they're sad. I, I buy too many things when I'm happy. I, you know, I say the wrong thing when I'm mad and those actions create our outcomes and the outcomes that whether it is good or bad, create the environment we have internal and external, how I feel about myself and what I'm capable of. And then also what I see myself living in squalor, amazing, whatever it is. And where your environment is, is what anchors down your identity. Mm. So when we is get that to this the point, final bubble, the seventh bubble, it circles back in. Yeah, it circles back mm-hmm. in. So now you said earlier, so like, how do we figure out this starting process? Well, here's where it starts. Most people, this has to start operating in a different ticket. It's to think of it like a wheel spinning, but in place. Yeah. So how do we spin uphill? How do we get closer to the place you want to go? And the way you think about it is, all right, well, I got to change something in here to get this wheel spinning differently. I got to adjust my beliefs, my thoughts, or you know, how do I do those? Like, you can't just drop in this all of a sudden, I believe something new. Like something has to happen, you know? Mm-hmm. It's hard to all of a sudden shift your identity with no reason to believe that. It's hard to, you know, it's hard to have beliefs without something that you can lean into. And the area you can do it is in between your feelings and your actions. Because everybody I know is at some point in time taking what I call an unconfident action. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I did this yes. thing. I sure as heck didn't feel like doing it, but lo and behold, look what happened. You know, like oh, I jumped sure as a kid. Thing. Yes. Yeah, I'm look at me, yes. you know? And, and so what happens is a lot of us get to the point of that feeling in action and we have this imposter syndrome initially. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't self-categorize as that. That's not who I am. I'm not going to boldly, fully put my energy into it. I'll kind of dabble. 
And then yep. see the outcome. The outcome sucks. See, it's who I am. I'm just, I'm just not good at that thing. Well, yeah, because right. you didn't put full effort into it. Right. And so what you have to do is enter that space and cut that time, put in what's called your secret self. So in between actions and no feelings, feelings. and actions, you insert your secret self to be the antidote to imposter syndrome or dabbling. Partially, yes. It's a great way okay. of saying it. Yeah. So right. there's a guy, a guy that I, I call a friend now. His name's Todd Herman. Wrote the book called Alter Ego Effect. And I remember reading it going, man, I love this because it's a perfect marriage to the work I do. His thing's about when you need to show up in a certain light, whether it's athletics or, or the, the boardroom, you've got to activate that, that alter ego, that superhero that, you know, put this stick on it, you do your thing. And all of a sudden you show up and he's really big about, you know, activating the person the moment of, and I'm like, you know what? I want to live like that person all day. Yes. And it's not a good or it's not a right or wrong. Cause like, ah, I love this. Cause I, I've been calling it the secret self for a while. And I look at it as it's kind of like playing sports. Like I played football. When I was on the sideline, I'm taking the information. I'm not playing the game. But I need to be on the field without a coach. I need to be on the field playing the game. And then what I do is I do what I do. I come off the field. Now I take the coaching. But I need to go out there and play loose, play out of control, and come back and guide that. So what you do in those moments, you shut down the part of your brain that's questioning whether or not you deserve or you should or you're capable. And you just say, all right, let's just take the wheel and like just roll. Right. Literally, it's that. And then what happens is all of a sudden you show up when you when you would have given a two, you give a 10 effort. And then now all of a sudden I get a different outcome. Holy crap. I just got a standing ovation of the speech. Oh, my gosh. Like people love my new cake I made, whatever it is. And then the environment, dang it, if you don't feel good inside, like, oh, I feel great. Right. And it loosens that concrete of your identity. And then you have different beliefs and different thoughts. And then now I feel differently. And let me do it again and again. And after a while. Now it's not, it's uphill. Now it's like, oh, I'm, I'm this person. Like this is, I wasn't trying to do this anymore. It's not that imposter, like I am this human. And yes. it's a beautiful stage, but it comes from taking unconfident action by unleashing that secret self. Oh, so good. So almost as if you are wearing that super cape, right? And you're for acting moment, yeah. as if, and you're just going for it and you're playing full out. You're not worried about getting it perfect. You're just mm-hmm. taking action and you'll yeah. aim later, right? So it's like fire, 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 aim concept, which we, we talk yeah. about in here a lot. Instead of, you know, trying to get it perfectly and, and get ready. And it's like, you're never yeah. going to be ready. And that's what no. will keep you small and your outcomes less than fulfilling and desirable. Yeah. And not only that, but this gives you a reason why you do that thing that scares you. Because now the concept of understanding, if, if you realize how this goes over time, is a statement that I tell people, it's what you create creates you. It's the mm-hmm. creation process that is ugly, arduous, dirty, and long that really at the end of the day, when you've done it for so long, all of a sudden, one day you wake up and go, I don't know when, but one day I just became this person, right? Mm-hmm. That's the creation process. And what we're going through now is like, there's a lot of people I worked this through and they're like, man, now I understand why I'm taking this leap off the cliff when I really don't want to. I don't know the end result, but I get the logic of the emotion that'll take place in time. So let me go ahead and do it. And so that's what good. pushes people. It's that fourth pillar of learning, right? It's the unconscious competence that you're talking about. You and roll. it's Right. And so, yeah. And you're like, I don't know when I learned how to be good on live TV or ride a bike or parent, you know, effortlessly. There's no such thing, but you know what I mean? (laughs) So good. So this helps us to get into identity mastery, which is like putting on your super self cape, whatever you want to call that, and just trying it out, but playing full out because why not, which will have a direct you know, effect on your outcomes, your environment, and then your new identity. And in the beginning, it may feel a little atrophied or a little sort of like unfamiliar, right? Because it's new. It is weird. weird. Yeah. So how did, how was that for you? Because you went from foster care to finally getting adopted at 14 to making it into, was it University of Oregon? 
and then getting drafted into NFL, then having some things happening with health, and then, you know, this, and then this, and then American Ninja Warrior, and then this. But now here you are, fully thriving, like truly in your essence, right? This is what you were supposed to be all along. So you can look back and connect the dots so much easier, right, with hindsight. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, I get it. Even letting your marriage fall apart unconsciously, consciously, whatever, and then making the conscious choice, right, to like, and that could have been in between feelings and actions. Like, what kind of an outcome do we oh, want? What's the identity? <laughs> okay, so let's talk about that for a moment because there's so many people there? suffering in their relationship. How did you get yeah. to where you are now? And you were yeah. divorced. Yeah, I was divorced. It was all broke. I broke the life, man. I broke the bad boy. I think we all have mm. to break things and fix them. You know, I, I have to. I always tell people you need to cross the finish line before you go back and tell somebody how to run the race. Totally. And so I've, yes. I've crossed a lot of finish lines because I, I was in a lot of races. And so the way I look at it now is the process I just talked to you about, there are people that go, okay, great. I just got to work and they'll do work. And the problem is it gets to a point of, man, I did all this work and I'm still feeling the exact same way. Why is it I'm yeah. so tired and no farther ahead? And that's where mm-hmm. the next piece comes in, which is you got to architect your ideal identity is what I call it. Oh. It's, it's literally the, uh, there's six core drivers, but there's, there's an ideal identity for your, your dream. And that person, they have certain beliefs, thoughts, actions, habits, mindset, and ego. It's a Venn diagram with your ideal identity in the middle. The top is beliefs. Bottom right is going to be thoughts. Bottom left is actions. Between beliefs and thoughts, you have mindset. Between actions and thoughts, you have habits. And between beliefs and actions, you have personal pride. So what happens is if you think about this, that identity, they have certain anchored beliefs Things that are unshakable, un, un, you, you unwavering ways that they believe. There's certain unwavering beliefs I have about myself and the world I operate in. And it has to be that way in order for me to go out to the world and do what I do, right? There's certain thoughts I have that either I program or I force myself to think so I can make sure I'm operating the right stance. And when I do that, between beliefs and thoughts, I got an aligned, now strong mindset. It's a growth mm-hmm. mindset because I believe yeah. this thing. I'm thinking in line with it. I'm not you know, thinking, oh, you, I believe you should do this, but, but can you, Anthony? but are you smart enough? But you grew up a foster <laughs> kid, right? So when you have the thoughts running, now the mindset's strong. I can operate it yes. the way it needs to. And then you have the big actions. And there's some big actions and small ones, right? And I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think that they should be the same. I think there are some big, massive leaps you should take. I should leave that job, start this thing, take this launch and do this thing. There's big actions. But then there's also the really small habits. And everybody knows about habits and how they create who you are. It's the consistent things you do that I call effortless effort. Mm. What are the things that you do effortlessly? And a lot of people, we all have them. Everybody has habits. And some people, the outcome is the life they have. And if you don't mm-hmm. like the life you have, well, you got to change something. Like something's got to shift and adjust. And it typically starts at what's the baseline foundations of things you do every day. Do you get up yeah. in the morning? How do, you, how do you operate? How do you act? How do you react? How do you say things? What are you putting into your brain? What are you saying to people? What practices are you putting in the habits? Not the big launch things, but like what is the simplistic things that you, the small things you go big on every day? It's the foundation of everything. It's the foundation everything. of your identity, those little micro habits. They and make you who you are. And rituals. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and the last piece you have is between beliefs and actions. There's a lot of beliefs mm-hmm. we have about things we should do. And some people fall short of those, those actions. Like, I believe I should lose 50 pounds this year. And at the end of the year, and I gained seven. Like, man, I suck. <laughs> what happens is in the in-between, you have that personal pride. Now, the personal pride is one of the most, I think, paramount pieces of the whole aspect of your identity. Because... This is where the personal pride, I also call it positive ego, shows up. And what has to happen is, is us as people, nothing matters at a moment that it matters. The decisions we make right now in calm times, none of it matters until somebody says something or something pops up. How do you show up? Like, how do you defend your position? Because the problem is, is we will fight for what we deserve. We always will. 
But if you missed out on the action and you didn't take that step or you don't believe it, well, guess what? When it comes down to it, you don't think you deserve that. So right. you don't fight for it. So oh. unfortunately, we'll fight for what we deserve. And sometimes we'll fight for you know, things that, that you know, are only at a certain level. It's, it's unfortunate. When the reality is, if I show up and I get this thing done, I believe I should do that. And I'm, I, should, I should say something to that person. I say it, mm-hmm. oh, I feel good. And now when another thing pops up, I'll defend that person because no, this person deserves someone to stand up for them and ask for that to raise it, to be able to say it to that person, to, to be able to make that statement, to not take this heat from somebody anymore. And so what happens, I get to a stance where it's like, no, I deserve the respect in this. You will not take that from me. But mm-hmm. you won't do that if you don't think you deserve it because you missed the workout yesterday. Or you okay, hold on a meal. second. You're saying so much and I still want to get back to how you repaired your marriage and what it took to get oh, there. Oh, it's all in here. But, yeah. Okay, okay. Okay, so I don't mean to interrupt. I want to just, I want to unpack yeah. this a little bit. Yeah. So how do you suggest or teach people to get from the place of, I don't think I deserve it to, shit, that's a, that's a limit. It was preconceived. It was imposed upon me, either in yeah. the foster care society or just from my parents or whatever, right? Yeah. And so, but I just, I never had it modeled to me. All the stuff that we just use as our limiting beliefs, right? How do you get from there to like, I do deserve that. I can see that. Shit. I don't know how to get there. How did that happen? I mean, that's how I did it in my marriage. I didn't think I deserved a good marriage. I, you know, at certain points, I, I blamed, you know, her, I blamed myself. And so there's actual aspects of this in everyday life. The truth mm. is that, so I created what's called the shift method. And the shift mm. method takes all these concepts that I'm talking to you about. And it's a definitive process based in science that we work through stage by stage. And so, mm. I mean, that's, that's a longer question to really answer, but I can give it to you in a, in a simple way. The thing is, you don't start the process trying to be that person day one. You don't, you have to realize it's just like lifting weights. Like it's like, it's kind of like a weight room, we'll call it. If I want to be able to move 225 pounds on a deadlift and I walk in today and I can't lift it, I'm not capable because it's just too much for me. Mm-hmm. You don't leave the weight room and come back later on and think, Hey, a week from now I should be stronger. Well, no, you didn't, you didn't go down and drop in weight, do a bunch of reps and build up to it to where eventually, you know, it's, it's easy. So the idea is like these things you'll start doing first, you do have to architect each of those areas is a process to architect and figure out what does my ideal identity see for these six areas. God, and then so now that I get the next piece, I'm like, all right, I need to not feel like I'm going to be that person, but I need just to do the things that person does little mm. by little by little. So I go mm-hmm. big on the small things. And what happens is now I'm building up. I'm, I start at 135 of the weight. Then I go to 185. Then I go to 205. And now I go to 225. But then lo and behold, I'm at 250, 375. Now that 225 that last year you couldn't pick up, it's your warm up, And mm. now you get to enter into a space of life where you think about it, the problem that holds the key to the thing you want and desire the most, maybe it is more money, maybe it is a better body, a better marriage. The thing, the key that holds that, it's down the road. It's a problem that's, you know, 10 feet away. But if you're stuck at seven feet, this problem here, you never get past the seven foot problem. You'll never make it to that one that's 10 feet away. And so for a lot of people, they get stuck in these areas because they've never looked at what has to be done. They never do the thing because they just, it's too overwhelming or it's too difficult. or I'm not that person. I don't deserve it. And, and I don't care how strong your mindset is. Some people think like, oh, mindset's just, that's all you need. It's a strong, you know, it's just like identity. And there's a scientific study. There's multiple studies that come out and have shown that it's not the case. In fact, your mindset, it could be as strong as you want. But if you don't self-identify, if you don't self-categorize as that person, then you'll always have the little monster in the back of your head yeah. saying, but that's not you. You, you can be like, I'm, I'm a hustler. I get down. I work hard. But maybe you do it for cell phones. I hustle and get... This is why a lot of athletes come out of sports and wonder why they can't be successful in something else. Well, yeah, because your, your identity was an athlete and you had these mindset for an athlete. You can mm-hmm. hustle, work hard. But now you're sitting in an office having to deal with a boss. You got to do Excel spreadsheets. That's not who you are yet. 
So you, it's not easy. You have to do that thing little by little. So it's kind of like this thing where most people are like, well, if I planted a tree right here in this side of town, why can't I walk across town, plant the seed and have a tree tomorrow? Mm-hmm. And it's not that way. What it is is that tree of we'll call it confidence and self-esteem and the mindset that anchors down. That's something that you have realized that the process that you put in place to grow that tree and nurture it, mm. you have to apply the same process over here. So you need to understand, like, I need to take the fact that I am a person who can build so this person good. up and go over here. So now when my mindset plugs in and there's an identity there, now I can operate smooth, but I got to build the identity like I built it before. So another way of looking at that for me is if success leaves clues, then there's, there's going to be some area in the wheel of life, right? Where you're like, you have personal pride to use your language. Mm -hmm. And so just unpacking that a little bit and applying those same values, that same principle of mindset to another area that you would like to be closer than seven feet, you know, from, from the outcome. And then go big on the small things. I mean, if I'm just able to sort of recap so far, this is a mini self, self-development class. It's so awesome. Masterclass. Then you'll make some progress. You celebrate the progress and you keep your eye on the prize, right? You continue to identify with where you have mastery in certain areas of life and apply that to other areas of your life. So good, so simple, and yet so profound. So how yeah, does that well, apply to how you created a beautiful relationship with your, your bride? Yeah, I mean, the thing is, we, we, especially in relationships, there's a lot of arguments you get into and the person yells at you and tells you what they want. So it's already there. It's usually our <laughs> ego that gets in a way. It's the pride of like, I don't want to do it because they told me to do it. Right. So right. we got divorced. And, and this is where I say that kind of like a computer, we have to upgrade. You have to download the process and download the whole mm-hmm. software and upgrade new stuff. So at the time, there was this you know, situation where it's all her fault. And, you know, how dare you? It's all your I blamed it. And I had a realization of like, man, no, like at the end of the day. I was gone at a gym from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. working my business. And we had twins. Wow. So she had two new babies all by herself and a four-year-old at the same time. Mm. I, I didn't give her what she needed, right? So she stepped away. Mm. And for a lot of years, it was all her fault. And then a realization was, wow, Aunt, man, like you did not show up the way you needed to. There's just some things mm. you got to work on. And so, and she also did her own work, right? There's things she had to work on, she had to navigate. But when it got to this point where we actually kind of like reconnected as I tell people that I met this, I met a person for the first time I'd known for 16 years. Wow. Like different human, right? And so in that, it allowed us to get to this point now where like there's still constantly things that pop up that like I don't grasp. I don't understand. I'm not a fan of. But then I realize who I've got to be because if I want to get something, she knows I've told her the things I got to give. And so it's like part of my identity is now an adaptable aspect of understanding I got to get rid of my ego and this thing I'm battling that doesn't serve the marriage because it's not about serving Anthony or even my wife. It's serving mm-hmm. the marriage. That's when right. I serve the marriage, we both benefit. So there's things that I got to serve and do for the marriage to get what I want out of it and vice versa. So part of like the identity thing is like I had to architect what that guy believes, what he thinks, what his actions mm-hmm. are, what his habits are in the marriage, his mindset for what's possible in the marriage, and his pride in being able to say, I love my marriage, right? I have to see what is that area in that guy. And then little by little, I built that. And it wasn't an overnight thing. It wasn't something that just happened. And it's a consistent process of maintaining it. So like a computer, I had to download the things that was going on in my life that I was like, man, I suck. And I had to upload the actions that would be different. And in doing so, the computer runs. Now, just like any computer, still things that pop up. There's still little things that say, hey, do you want to update this computer? No, snooze 24 hours. You know, no, I don't want to do it for it. So these things pop up like, hey, hon, can you go ahead and clean the toilet? Because for some reason, this keeps being a little bit dirty with like, you know, around the edge. Like, all right, I'll do it. And this is just things I do. And then same for her. Like, can you just tell me when there's something going on? I don't, I'm not good with the whole I'm fine thing. And I can read it all across every part of your face and your fingernails. Like there's something up. There's different parts, right? So, but we navigate these when the updates come up, we, we listen to them now. 
And so it helps the marriage stay where it needs to because I'm not letting things fester and I have the discussions and I do and we learn how to how to navigate arguments well. Like it's just certain things that that I've learned from the marriage, but they apply for my business and for my friendships and for my parenting. Because as human beings, the, the problem that most of us don't want to grasp is that years ago, before we were like 15, 16, we were intentionally, well, actually unintentionally programmed by other people intentionally. They told mm-hmm. us this is what love is, son, daughter. This is what happiness is. This is what a job means. This is, you know, money's evil, money's good. Get this kind of job. Don't be an employee. Like all and this it gets programmed. So after a while, we don't realize we're running our life from those paradigms and that identity programming. Mm-hmm. And then we're wondering, why is it when I get to the back end of my life, I'm not, I'm not 100% happy? Well, because you didn't choose the programming. You just, you just shut up at a computer. And nowadays what happens is we're running you know, a 2020 amazing piece of software, our bodies, with Windows 95 as the identity. I mean, aren't you seeing that on steroids with what's happening with the, the pandemic? It's crazy. People, I just It's today, crazy. Uh, the There's no person. independent thinking going on in the world. It's just everybody just being like, okay, I'll just do exactly as I'm told. I'm not even going to look into this or the fact that you might be lying or manipulating or I'm just going to do it. And I'm going to, in fact, hate on all my neighbors for not doing it and give them the side eye. It's bananas. It's a different world, man. It's a, it's It's a a very interesting dynamic, but it's, and a lot of people are struggling. Software program. They are struggling and I don't want to be without compassion, but at the same time, I want to also exercise my independent mind that likes to think, mm-hmm. you know, and do some research because all that you're sharing, you know, it's whether you're 15, 16 years old and you've got the antiquated software and an old mind that didn't even have to talk before like 5,000 years later. Right. And then you marry it to what's happening right now. It's a beautiful reflection of how much work we really could be doing on any given moment to take a look at ourselves, this self-reflection thing yeah. that you that you it's, and it is work, Right. But mm-hmm. if you want a hard life, you do the easy shit. If you want an easy life, you do the hard work every yeah. single day, and then it's no longer even a hard. No one, wants, no one wants to think about that. I think the problem is our society right now genuinely needs personal development more than ever. But the problem oh, is so true. the egos of humans. And I get this. I get the ego, right? There's this aspect that has to protect the place because when you're faced with something that says like, hey, it may be off a little bit. There's something wrong or you need to improve, right? What happens is the brain automatically has to do one of two things. Option one, which most people go with is, you know what? Uh, I don't want to feel that way. Therefore, I'm going to demonize what you're saying and I'll demonize right. you so I can keep my foothold and press you down. Right. The other option is to say, you know what? You're right. Oh, that sucks. I got to get better. Let me do that work. And no one likes that. <laughs> so you got a society of people who are protecting positions with no logic. It's just the fact right. that I don't want to feel the pain that comes with accepting that I have to do work or that I might be wrong. So I give people the benefit of the doubt with that at this point. I don't take anything personal. I have a lot of interesting conversations, but at the same time, it's like, you know, my job isn't to make you become a better human. It's to give you seeds. And then it may not be my job to water and nurture that seed. Sometimes it's just my job to plant it. Beautiful. So as we begin to wrap up, what's next for you? What's lighting you up the most right now that's calling you into your compelling ultimate identity? The ultimate. I don't know if there's an ultimate identity. There's an identity. I have. Well, it's your language. Right there, there's, a, there's an area that I want to be uh, later. So right now I'm in the season of dad. So season yeah. of dad is my kids are all doing sports and I'm here and I, I'd prefer being home over traveling, to be totally honest. But Me then too. my kids will all be gone when I'm about 44. They'll all be gone uh, to college or whatnot. And the wife and I are going are gonna to be nomadic. But that's what I'm going to press really heavy into this world. I think that'll be... And people think I lean hard now. And this is just... This, I'm, I'm toned down. If the pace people seem like, man, you go You're so hard fast... Up. I'm very toned. That's not even warming up. I'm toned down from the level that I could be taken at. 
because I'm not trying to be the mogul and the, the, you know, the game changer. There's some people that are trying to be everything right now. And it's like, you know what? That's cool. And I, <laughs> I set my own personal scale. I do not adopt the world scale. I do. It feels good for me and my family I and my wife. It. And I'm great with that. But yeah. I know that I'm going to open that box up a little bit uh, when I get to about 44, because then I don't have to worry about, you know, going to a bunch of basketball games and driving people around for soccer and, you know, we can do what you want to do. So now it's, my identity for the future is going to be different than what it is now, but currently it's be dad. Uh, the things I'm excited about, I have a program that I'm, I've developed the, the, a very dialed in process called the shift method. It's, it's been tried and drove work with so many different people on it. It's amazing. And uh, I'm finally putting together a full campaign, we'll call it, that launches to the world. So it'll be one where people have an opportunity to do this work, not just to hear about it and hear concepts and like, oh, that does sound good, but then they can't connect the dots to how it becomes real for them. Like I have a process and a product that's been put together. It's in, I'm going to spend a lot of time, energy and money with directors and, and going through different you know, programs and filming and PDFs and creating all this stuff to where someone can log in, do this and genuinely start like attaining their most ambitious desires within like this month, like really seeing things turn over. And it's not anything. When does that program, when is it, when does it launch? weeks away. I think about three, three weeks, weeks away, away from it. From marketing mode or from actual start date? Oh, the program's already in place. Marketing launches then. In fact, I, I just okay. got asked to be the core keynote for, uh, for Kajabi. So I'll be, I think, mid-September 16th. I'm going to be like the keynote for that. So wow, when that comes congrats. off, that's kind of when I'm going to launch it out. So we're probably about, you know, three, four weeks away from it going live. But the program's Excellent. already there. Someone can okay. log in and do it now. I just haven't really shared a lot. I've been doing a lot with my one-on-one clients and my small group stuff. Now, will you be teaching this live or is it all going to be pre-recorded videos or it's just an oh, evergreen yeah. course? All pre-recorded, but then I do a uh, live coaching with it. So a lot of okay, it's so like a once a week live reason. coaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. I mean, everybody's different. Every person has a different situation in life, and we cover a lot of and then simplistic process. You need to a follow, hot seat some stuff. No, I get it. Yeah. I love it, and I will definitely add it in the show resources when I when I put this public uh, when we drop this episode. I've just gotten so much out of this conversation. I feel like I've met a brother on the path, and yet, that, and that makes me feel really personal pride is at its peak right now for what I know my listeners love. They want it deep. They want it real, but they also love innovation. And what's so cool about you is that through your willingness to be honest and to be curious when your friend Ethan said, I don't think so. I don't, this is not you. Like this is you. And you know, that's like a, that's a whole identity shift in and of itself, but it was so resonant. And so anyway, what I love is that I'm a high standard man. I've heard it all. I've studied with them all. I've invested half a million dollars in them all. I've learned some new stuff from you today that's intriguing. And I don't know why my listeners would just gobble us up. So we'll definitely make sure. Final question for you, my friend. I'm so yeah. good your time. Mm-hmm. Um, how would you define an awakened soul? I think an awakened soul is one that can uh, see itself. Because we can see other people all day long. But I think the problem is when you can't see yourself, you just see, you see everybody else in the wrong light. But perspectively, like it's like when I can see myself and I will call it self-awareness, when I'm aware of, of how I'm operating, how I'm seeing, uh, even in the bad moments, it allows me to realize how I'm seeing other people as well. So I think an awakened yeah. soul is someone who is able to see themselves. When you see yourself, you then are able to see things and you work on, see things that aren't that great, own those certain things. Like it's just a person who realizes I am imperfect and that is okay. And that's for me. Beautiful. Right I, I am a spirit having a human. What is it? A, a experience a, a i'm a soul having a physical there experience that's all it is totally but when you're awake you know that and by the way yeah. when you're awake you can't ever pretend to go back to sleep again which is the yeah. ultimate shift i was realized at the same time i when i thought i was awake i realized later 
I was still half awake. So at this point now I feel awake, but I'm sure like in five years, I'd be like, I was still sleeping. You thought you were still awake. You thought, exactly. Yeah. But that's what's so beautiful that it's this ever evolving process. It's the onion, right? The more that you know, the more that you realize you don't know anything. And exactly. so wherever you think you're going to be at 44, just so you know, none of that's going to happen. It's oh, going to be know. something entirely different. That's more yeah. epically aligned for you and the mission yeah. that you're on. I salute you. I honor you. I'm deeply, deeply privileged from your time today. So thank you, my friend. And I'll look forward to you learning more about the shift method once it launches officially. Mm. Mm, thank you very much. Welcome. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Fire and Soul podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. And if you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at fireandsoulpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.